Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited for our third annual Valentine's Day event. February 13th from 5 to 7 p.m. We cover the East Coast. We cover Australia. That'll be on Sunday at noon there. And then obviously our Angelinos will be starting at 5 for happy hour. We are so stoked. This is a global date night. So brace yourself for a super sexy evening. Yeah, we're going to start off with Mikey B doing an intro into erotic sensual talk. And then we've brought in our a sommelier to do a special wine tasting and pairing with some food play for you guys. And then we're just going to like open it up and have a live hang and any questions you want to ask the experts or us, hear some shares from you guys. It's going to be a really, really fun, fun event. And we're just so excited. Pussy, pussy, it's going to be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and For Your Wellness. In 2020, we all transitioned a lot. And 2021 is an opportunity to start fresh, implementing what we've learned from the year prior. So 2021's mantra is the future is fluid. And when we say fluid, I mean ease, grace, acceptance, non-binary, love for everyone. Each and every Clitorati listening, you're doing the work from within by listening to this show. And some of you are in our Clit Talk Confidential, so you can get the support you're craving to take take action, finding pleasure in your life every day. Our guest today is the perfect person to kick off this conversation to create a fluid future. She represents our clit quadfecta as a creator, leader, innovator, and teacher. She's an actress, a model, a comedian, a burlesque star. She's sex positive, so nothing is off limits. Please welcome Cassandra Cass. Hey. Yes, welcome. Oh my you, God, we're all surviving this pandemic. We LA just went on lockdown. I cannot handle it. Just when we thought the world would open up again. And oh no. It, it, oh it no. did not. It's like well, a vagina. It's closing <laughs> up. <laughs> all right, we have been wanting to get you on the show. And it was such a pleasure when, when I reached out to you to book this episode. You reached back and you're like, you know... You were like a hell yes. You're like, yes, and nothing's off limits. And it was such a beautiful thing. And then in our pre-episode conversation with you, when, when, when you got off the phone, we were just like, oh my God, we love, we love her and we cannot wait to get into your story. So let's, let's start with your personal story. Sure. So can you walk us through your personal story of becoming Cassandra Cass? Yeah, Um Basically, I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa, one of four boys originally. I was number three, and my father was a single father. I always knew from a young child that I wanted to live my life as a girl, but I never had like the terminology for it. You know, growing up in the Midwest and um, like the 80s and 90s, there just wasn't a lot of education. And mm-hmm. there certainly wasn't positive role models out there. You know, I mean, my biggest uh, fear was like looking like a football player in a dress, oh. you know, cause that's all you ever heard of, you know? So at 16, I told my father that, you know, I wanted to start living my life as Cassandra. And he told me that I would be the ugliest woman, that nobody would ever love me or accept me. 
And of course, as uh, an impressionable teenager, that's pretty devastating, you know, from your caregiver. So at that point, I um, took like an overdose of pills and they like pumped my stomach. And then I got out and I I basically left home. I went straight to work. I worked a lot of fast food places and I would sneak into the, uh, the gay nightclub in our city and I started performing. And I started performing what people would consider drag. But uh, over the years, as I transitioned into um, a woman, Cassandra, it changed to burlesque, you know? So I was more doing like parties and um, events, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've also like had reality shows and yeah. So I'm, I'm just, uh, it's been quite a journey. Wow. You shared with us, your dad is your number one fan, right? Oh yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> my but I think everyone's parent—they're their number one fan, but also their biggest critic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my dad is like, "Oh, you're beautiful, but you know, you better hurry up. The clock is ticking." Oh my you god, man! Oh no, I still have to like fit into those, um, like those because I don't want to like blanket statement, but there's like the Midwest. There's it's almost it's kind of it's it's still very gender role specific. So in um, our um, pre-interview, you said gender roles are the biggest problem that separate uh, us. But we're just trying to have loving relationships as a, adults. And we spend the first 18 years with all these ideals. And then you spend the rest of your life undoing it. Yeah, it's, it's I have such um, respect for women and what they go through because I've, I've told many people the first 18 years of my life, I didn't have the pressures that I have now living as a woman, mm. you know, the first 18 years, you know, I mean, nobody was ever, I'd roll out of bed, stick some water in my hair and ready to go. You know, as mm. a woman, people are like, are you tired? Or, you know, if you don't put your makeup on or fix your hair, like, or the guys will come up to you and say, smile. And it's like, I want to be like, shut the hell up. Don't mm. tell me what to do. <laughs> women are just under so much pressure with yeah. beauty standards. And and I won't lie, I've kind of, in my career, kind of wanted to be the ultimate, you know, like sex goddess. Well, and one of the things that I love about you is sexual reassignment surgery is a very personal subject and some people consider it rude to ask about it. Some people are sure. open about it. You're very open about it. What was... so? What was the experience like, um, you know, having like go th- going through that? I always tell people it's about intent. When someone's asking, they genuinely want to know because they're empathetic and they want to just understand you a little bit more. Mm. I'm very open. If someone like just wants to know because they're trying to just, pry, you know, be nosy, there's a yeah. difference. Yeah. But, um, and also I feel, how are people going to learn if nobody talks about it? Do you know, how are people going to understand? For me personally, I always tell people it was painful to sit there and think, you know, I mean, guys, when they hear about it, you know, genetic males are like, oh my God, you know, because, you know, their penis is like their identity. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, how could you, how could you, oh my God, how could you do that? And I, and I always tell them, imagine how much emotional pain I was in and how much I knew this was not me to want to do that. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like, so for me, um, it it was uh, it it really was a no brainer. It was more about getting the finances to be able to do it because when mm. I got it done, you know, we didn't have like 
you know, the government now is like helping a lot of transgender people out, you know, like with, yeah, with certain programs. But with me, it came out of pocket and it was like $30,000. So I had to literally like suffer and work my ass off to try to, you know, get that money. And, and, you know, but I remember waking up in the hospital and um, just feeling like a weight had been lifted off me. You know, that finally, it's just very much like, this is who I should be. And then I remember this uh, male nurse came in and he was changing my catheter. Because, you know, you have a catheter on when you're like healing and stuff. Yeah. And then he was flirting. He started flirting with me. And I was like, of all places to try, you know what I mean? I'm like, you're you're vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. a woman I know. And there's this certain group of men who prey on that. And I learned that as I've, you know, lived my life the last 20 years that, I mean, there are predators out there when it comes to women. You know, I didn't know that growing up as a man. And keep in mind, I had a single, a a father. So he didn't teach me, you know, about how men are, if that makes sense. I didn't really have a mother who said, no, don't do this, act this way. So I've really had to learn things kind of the hard way. Oh, you know, wow. through trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you said you experienced like, you know, on this show, we say slut shaming is out of style, but you've also uh, experienced slut shaming, you know, since transitioning and like subtle abuse, like you're pointing to. Oh, I just got it today. Like even on my Instagram story, um, you know, my best friend who I love, he's like, Cassandra, don't do that. And I'm like, I grew up with Madonna. Okay. I grew up with like women who were like, I'm powerful, I'm sexy, but I can be smart. I can be ironic. And it's just like, it just never ends. You know what I mean? Like you're either too prudish or you're too whatever. I'm like, I'm a full grown woman, you Mm -hmm. know, who enjoys being sexy and beautiful and being desired. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, because you are so open and we've talked about the reassignment surgery, I think there's a question that sure. a lot of people always want to ask and don't feel okay. like can. can we talk about orgasms post reassignment surgery? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's a huge theme through our show on our show. So well, I think I would beg to wonder like the women that I'm talking to, when you talk about orgasm amongst yourselves, would you say that each of you has a kind of different experience than what you feel. And I always, uh, when I was like male, okay, when I had the gen- genitalia, an orgasm was easy. You know, it was just, you know, you, you came. But as a woman, it's different. To me, it's more emotional. Like I'm more emotionally driven now. Like wow. I definitely feel like I need foreplay. I need a man to like look in my eyes, kiss me in the right spot to be nice to me. Um, So it's just different. And I do also feel that for me, because of all the past abuse I've kind of been through, you know, just as a transgender woman, um, you know, I've been kept a secret. I've been taken advantage of sexually and that damages you. Yeah. But it just makes it when you try to be intimate with a partner, you know, like I have a hard time like calming down. You know, I'm like, listen, I really need to trust you in order to get to the point that I can feel that I have an orgasm. And an orgasm to me is about feeling um, fulfilled. You know, it's almost like an oven. Like I feel like I'm heating up, heating up. And then it's just, you get to a point that you just feel ecstasy. And then you're just, you know, kind of like, ah. So I can't say that I have it every time. And I 
don't think many women can say they have it every time. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> <Right? laughs> so I'm like, sounds it like a really, woman to me. <laughs> yeah. And I say the, the most, um, the most, the largest sexual organ is the brain. I don't care if the brain thinks you're a duck or a, a cat, you're a duck or a cat because it's running the train. All of the other body parts go with it. So, but I enjoy sex, but I really enjoy uh, sensuality, you know, mm. being sensual. You know, I love putting on makeup, even though currently I have none on, but I love I that. Yeah. yeah, you still look beautiful. <laughs> well, you have to say that, but I understand. But you know what I mean. Yeah, you're so sweet. But um, to me, that's really like loving myself. And I'm really kind of like still discovering my womanhood. Like, you know, because I didn't have the first 18 years to go through trial and error. So I still kind of feel like there's a part of me that's still, you know, kind of like 18. And I'm still like, Mm -hmm. you know, doing like, I wouldn't say crazy things, but things that I would say most women by the time they were chronologically my age wouldn't probably be doing as much. You know, they mm. would have lived through it. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. I, I don't mean, know. Like, I'll be crazy in six. What kind of things? Like what kind of things? <laughs> okay. Well, I like, was thinking the same okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Cassandra. Tell us. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think I'll be like this at like 60. I just like, I love being a woman. I work so hard to like be me. You know, I love flirting. I love role play. I love dressing up. You know, I love, um, I love sex. Sex is wonderful when it's with a giving partner. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, it just like makes your day, you know, but sex also with a partner that isn't giving or takes advantage of you. That's awful. So I've just Mm -hmm. like, I'm learning a lot just more about my boundaries, you know, but I also get, you know, caught up in a pretty face too. You know, I mean, if the guy's like, you know, I mean, seriously, some of the, okay. When I first moved to Hollywood, there was this guy who was on a soap opera and I'm not going to say who it was, drop dead gorgeous. He found me on my Instagram and, you know, we hooked up and I remember he was the crappiest human being. You know what I mean? You, he just wasn't a nice guy, but he was so beautiful. And I remember that I would like climb through his window in his apartment and bring him a Subway sandwich. You know what? <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. Oh my but God. What we do, he had the most beautiful penis. So I was like <sighs> dickmatized. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Oh my God. Dickmatized. <laughs> dickmatized. No, I can't. I love <laughs> the word dickmatized. Like I, I just. Just oh, use it the other day, but I have a question. Yes. Was the Subway sandwich drop-off code for foot long? <laughs> yes. It was like, well, here's the thing. I'm an overachiever. Whatever I do, I want to be good at it. So I'm like, I'm not just going to come over to his house and give him a blowjob. I'm going to bring him a sandwich. You know I mean? I know. It's, I mean, trust me, it. he kept... But it got to a point that, you know, after about like five or six times, even I told him, I said, I can't do this. First of all, my punch card, I'll have to get. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking subway punch card. <laughs> I'm on a budget. Okay, but, but my whole point is, I remember I was like blowing him and he was gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. But I was like, 
I felt like crap. You know what I mean? After a while, I'm like, this sucks. Hmm. So you have a, like, you have a lot of men that are like, treat you like a novelty item, but won't tell anyone in their life about you. Is that what you're saying? I've had both. I've had it. I've had all the experiences at this point. I mean, first of all, I do present myself, you know, part of burlesque is selling a fantasy, you know, like I do Jessica Rabbit as a character, Betty Page. I mean, if you look at, and even Marilyn Monroe, if you look at those women, um, they, they created these characters and almost became trapped by them, you know, because they're, they're very objectifying. So I do take responsibility in that because you know what I mean? I mean, if you're presenting yourself a certain way, I mean, a lot of guys, not to be rude, but they're not really thinking things through. They kind of just think, oh, she's got red lingerie on. She probably wants to have sex. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, so, um, it's just like, um, yeah. And then I've had guys, you know, I've had heartbreaking situations, not recently, but in my younger years where I was in love with someone and, you know, he wouldn't tell his family. He, he kept me a secret. And, you know, eventually till I got to the point that, you know, if you don't love yourself, there's no point. You right. know, it took me many, many, many years to number one, accept myself as being transgender, let alone love myself, especially when I, Uh, live in a society that constantly is, you know, making comments online about what transgender people are and the hate. I mean, imagine trying to keep your self-esteem when it's constantly being scrutinized. And one of the things that I love about you is you create a context around being transgender and it like transcends being transgender. You're a woman. And the way that you talk Uh about it, you said to be a viable powerful woman, you have to own your your sensuality. And that is where your power lies. You're just speaking as a woman. It, it's like you are a woman. Like so many people, I think, yeah. get caught up in the pronouns and, and you know, oh, uh, trans, this trans that. And you're like, no, yeah. to be a viable, powerful woman. I was just like, wow, I've never heard somebody say it quite like that. Well, I always tell people that I do not like labels. I think labels are for products, not for people. I personally do not label myself transgender because I feel it puts me in a category. And I think when you put people in categories, it also subjects them to being treated as less than sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you know? So I think we all essentially want the same things. We want happiness. We want love. We want success. We, you know, and um, I don't think that has to do with your gender, your race. I just, I wish we could throw mm-hmm. all that out, you know, and yeah. we could just see people's hearts with the recent, you know, um, not resurgence. I mean, racism has always been here from someone who grew up in the Midwest, you know, before they were picking on me and calling me, you know, like gay names. I mean, they were being racist. You know, I was around, you know, a lot of people because, you know, I'm obviously like white. So I had to sit there and listen to, I mean, I just, I feel right now, especially what's going on is we need hope. I'm really kind of disappointed with humanity right now, you Mm. know, with the, with, you know, the politics and everything. I'm like, I just thought we were so much better, you know, but I'm the type of girl who, who sees the glass as half full, not half empty. I think that's why I'm still here. 
If you want behind-the-scenes access, ad-free episodes, extended interviews, how-tos, and a ton of other surprises, support Clit Talk by joining our Clit Talk Confidential Members Only, a private safe space for our clitorati. Go right now to patreon.com backslash Confidential. And for $11.11, you can get all this and so much more. Oh my God, I am obsessed with The Empress by Vush. And vibrators a lot of times are too much for me, but the fact that this is a clitoral sucker has legitimately altered my masturbation experience. I love it because Ethan literally lifts up the hood and like sucks, puts it on. It's our new favorite toy to in the bedroom because it's small too. So I can keep it on there while we're like, you know, doing it. I can't believe you both have said the word clitoral sucker. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> it even fits in a little purse. It's super clutch. So Clitorati, you get 65% off if you use our promo code CLITTALK. You're welcome. 65% off. That's fucking huge. 65 fucking percent off. That's a lot of fucking percentages off. Yeah. I don't know how we did that for you guys, but we did. <laughs> yeah. we. I don't know either. We were intrigued by not only your power and your courage, but also your willingness to be open. And when you said to me, you responded back, you're like, I'm sex positive. Let's talk about it all. And I was like, holy shit, I'm so excited. (laughs) And you said, and you said that you have good and bad experiences. Would you mind sharing with us like some of those stories? I feel that if I'm looking for a relationship, I'm very upfront, you know, about being transgender. Um, But if I'm in a hookup with someone who's pretty much just wants to use my body. Let's just keep it real. When you're like on these apps and stuff, they're not caring about where you went to school or anything. You know, they're just trying to get off. So I've had situations where, um, you know, I've had men who I assumed knew I was transgender, but then (laughs) while we were having sex, I realized that they didn't. Yeah, I realized that they didn't know. For instance, when you have um, oh, a, uh, what I call a designer vagina, that's, that's what I call my vagina. It's a designer. It's, it's made by an artist. Um, <laughs> basically, it works, it works a little different. You know, like we do not lubricate in general, you know, so I have to use lubrication. And also there's a thing called dilation. If you're not sexually active, it gets very tight. You know what I mean? Like like if you're not putting anything in there. So sometimes if you're not sexually active, you have to periodically, you know, it's like it's like uh, when you get your ear pierced and the hole will close up. Not yeah. that my vagina will close up. It will just be tight. <laughs> Basically, instead of being like a full-grown sexual woman, I'm a virgin again. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was with this uh, gentleman and we'll use those words lightly. Um, uh-huh. He basically, we were having sex. And of course he had a condom because I'm very about safe sex. And he pulled out and there was a little bit of blood, you know, because it was really tight and he was a bit larger. And he says to me, he goes, oh my God, you're bleeding. Are you on your period? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. I was like... You're like, like, uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Girl, I, I, he was kind of like freaking out. He's like, oh my God, are you on your period? And then I said, well, um, I'm a virgin. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I was trying to like make a joke. You know what I mean? I mean, what do you say to that? Even I was a little freaked out. Yeah. I just said, you know, I just like kind of just, you know, basically ripped off the condom and then, you know, 
gave him like a blowjob that made him forgot about everything. But I mean, yeah, that was a pretty crazy situation. And then one time I was having sex with a guy and and right in the middle of it, he says, oh, um, are you transgender? You know, right? Like we're like in the middle? Right in the middle, girl. He's like inside me and he's like, oh, are you transgender? And I I got a little defensive because, you know, I'm a little, you know, scrappy. And I said, well, if you have a problem with that, just get out of me literally and figuratively. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, get out. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm cool. Um, and then one time I was with this fireman who was beautiful. And after we had sex, he started crying. He knew oh. I was transgender because I told him, but he started crying and he looked at me and he goes, am I going to go to hell? <gasps> you know, because he was very religious. And I said, honey, I just took you to heaven. So that's the perfect. Yeah, that's that's a powerful answer. Wow. I would have like smacked the son of the bitch across the face, but I did. It was such class. But you know what it is when you live this life, I've dealt with so much judgment that I will not lie that my threshold for bullshit is a little high. Mm -hmm. It's had to been, you know, I wasn't afforded the grace of whatever, you know, I basically have been, uh, the majority of my life shit on to to keep a to try to keep positive and keep it. I have, you know, and I think that's why I re- I can definitely relate with you know um, racism and and people like that, knowing that you know being judged not on who you are, on your appearance right. or what people mm-hmm. perceive you to be. So I have such a a warm place in my heart, and um, I also feel in some way my vagina is educating people you know <laughs> like I, I really i mean <laughs> right? yeah, love i'm like the, the gandhi the martin luther king of vaginas you know <laughs> i'm taking someone who i know God of designer call. vaginas I, let's be clear yeah <laughs> well i'm taking someone who essentially is kind of bigoted you know, a lot of the men I've been with, you know, are, you know, they're, they're homophobic at times. And I definitely have had men years later after the fact approach me and say, you know, you really opened my mind Mm -hmm. and really helped me, you know, realize that people are just people, you know, because not only do I have sex, I'm, I talk to people, you know, I'm very authentic. I mean, what you see is what you get. And sometimes they like it and sometimes they don't. Man. So how do you find a good lover? What Do you have any tips on how you find a good lover? Because you've had all these experiences that are so unique. I think a good, a good lover, first of all, starts with yourself. You have to know what, what you like. And I think a lot of people watch a lot of porn and stuff and they get their ideal of what sex is through that. You know, they don't really look to listen to their inner selves. So I think the first key is to discover what you enjoy. And I I don't care what people say. I don't, it's very hard to do that unless you try different types of people and situations. You know, it's just like, how do you know what favorite dessert you like if you don't go to the dessert bar and try a little piece of everything? So I'm always a little shocked when I hear people like, you know, having only been with one partner. And, you know, I mean, I find that a little like, yeah. I mean, even though I, I have sex with like, you know, men who are like much younger than me, you know, and legal, but um, <laughs> I would never, yeah, I would never want to date 
You know, like I've had guys who are like 21, 22 and they're like, oh, I want to date you. And I'm like, listen, you're at a point in your life that you really need to go find out who you are. You know, because yeah. I've, I've been in that situation. I dated like a 22 year old. And although the sex was good, it was a nightmare. You know, it was like I was living my early 20s again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't need this. So yeah. now I just have sex with them. I'm not interested in, you know, a relationship and sex are two different things. Totally. Really, they are. Absolutely. Do you want to be in a long term committed relationship or I, is that something that's not? Well, I have had that. I mean, I was with a, a guy for eight years, you know, oh, okay. I was, so I had that in my 20s. Basically, um, all my 20s were kind of long term, you know, like there were two relationships. So, you know, now like, you know, in my like 30s and later 30s and stuff, it's all like, um, I've just kind of been experimenting and finding out more of who I am. Like, I love Sex in the City and I love Samantha. And I think that's kind of the journey I'm on, which is like, I'm in charge, but maybe I will find I'm open to love, you know, Got but it. it's going to have to take, take someone really, really um, special, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, for me to mm-hmm. want to give myself over because it is, it's, you know, it's, love is not easy. You know, it's a lot of compromise. Relationships. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm really willing right now to do that. You know, I'm, I'm feeling very selfish right now, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And Nothing I'm, wrong I'm with owning that. that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> you are absolutely amazing. Oh. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're vulnerable. You're, you're courageous. You're sexy. You're radiant. You, you're real. Uh, and don't and, we and need love... more of that? We, we do. do. <laughs> we do. Yes. It's yeah, it's like you like don't give a fuck in the best way that actually like creates people to like open up their perspective. Thank you. Well, another thing that I do is um, I do a stand-up comedy. And the reason I wanted to do comedy was because what is more universal than laughter? Mm-hmm. And, you know, laughter brings people together of all ages and races and whatever. Like a fart joke. You'll have grandpa <laughs> laughing and a little boy laughing. And right. so I started going to the comedy store and they had never dealt with anyone like me. I would dress in my burlesque costumes. I would sit in the front row. I actually did a bunch of stuff with Polly Shore and uh, David Arquette. And, um, but it was, it was tough in the beginning because people didn't know, you know, how to take me. But I knew I had this gift to be able to kind of have people see me. You know what it is? Because yeah. like you said, I, even though I can be tough, I still wear my heart on my sleeve. And I think anybody who talks to me sees that I'm willing to admit that, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but I do know that I genuinely want um, kindness and love. And, and, you know, I don't want to put any pain or, you know, darkness into the world. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, let's get back to talking about vaginas. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, well then, okay, so then what's the, uh, what, what's, what's something that you, that you wish people would ask you more? Like, what's something that you want people to know about this realm, about, you, you know, your sex positive? Like, what is it that we really need to know? <laughs> First of all, that if you are attracted to a woman such as myself, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's no shame. Um, I, I, you know, I've always told guys, cause you know, I mean, they'll be like, Oh, am I gay? Am I whatever? And I'm like, no, you just have good taste. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I try to tell people that 
no matter who or what you are, confidence and self-love. And we've been saying it, we've heard it since we were kids, but really standing in that place. And I, I can't say it enough, but I'll say it. But as I'm like, you know, in my 40s now, I can't, I don't think I've ever been more comfortable. And I, I used to be in my 20s and be like, oh my God, of course she's going to say that. She's got to say that. <laughs> but it's true. When you live life and you've had a heartbreak and you survive it. And yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? And, and thank God for Botox and filler and stuff because we can be like J-Lo <laughs> forever. So, right. uh, yeah. So, no, but I'm open. I mean, do ladies have any questions or I'm sure there's something. I mean, you're not going to... I mean, like, I'm a little scared to ask, but do, do you... So we're clit talk. Do you have clitoris? Yeah. Okay. I do. I would okay. even show you on this video. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a designer it's clit. It's our first designer it clit. Is. <laughs> it, it is. I will all inbox you pictures of my vagina all bedazzled. Okay. But basically, um, yes. they take... Just to give you a little heads up, we all start in utero as female. And, you know, then, you know, as we, the hormones and the whatever, you know, things drop, it drops into the penis, it turns into the canal. You know, we could go into this. But what the doctor basically does is he kind of takes all those nerve endings and he just rearranges them where they should have been. You know, so for instance, your clitoris or whatever, that it now they took the tip of my penis, which is extremely sensitive, as any man knows, you know, who has one, and that's my clitoris. You know, okay. I mean, so it's really amazing the surgery that they can do. I mean, I've I've had, you know, I've shown many women and people and they're just like, Wow, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. So can you can you come only see. from your clitoris or can you come internally as well? Like orgasm. That's an interesting question. You're making me think. Now I'm thinking like, okay, when I, how does it feel? For me, I'm still dealing with like oral sex. I don't know why, but I still have a little hang up on it. Okay. You know, for me, it still feels um, a little dirty, you know, and I'm trying to get that out of my head and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I don't care what people say, there's a different maintenance routine with cleanliness, with a penis and a vagina. A vagina is a lot more work. It just is. You know, when you have the penis, you could shake it off and whatever. A vagina, you go to the the aisle with, you know, tampons and they've got like, oh, here, here's 10 different things to make your vagina not smell. You know what I mean? They've got like a new (laughs) perfume. So... I, I'm, and I'm such a neat freak, clean freak that I'm just kind of, it's hard for me to relax and enjoy that. Got it. You know, like oral sex. Also overcoming that. Right. Um, with my husband, it's, it made me really uncomfortable. Like I actually never let him do it until I was doing this show and everyone was like, you are missing yes, out. Missing out. And so, but it still takes something for me because he loves yeah. it. Uh, I do have a question though. You said that you don't lubricate, yeah. right? Yeah. So does anything do you because for me, like I'm like I think it smells. Like I personally don't really like to kiss my husband after. Like I, I like him to wipe his face and then oh. come back to me. Oh no, no, no. It's about finding the right lubrication. And I could write a book on it because I've <laughs> been through so much. And I just love like, you know, wet. It's like a brand and it smells like strawberries. And it has like sugar in it. I mean, it's the type of thing that you feel like you're chewing bubble gum. So yeah, 
But then I like was at the store because I ran out and this guy was like, oh, get like, um, I'm looking over. It was like this off brand and it just smelled horrible. And I was in the middle of having sex and I was like, yeah, even condoms, you know, because if you're with a partner and they, um, you know, take off a condom for like oral sex, for instance, mm-hmm. and you can taste like, you know, yeah. the, the after effect. I mean, let's be real. Sex, no matter yeah. how clean, it gets dirty. You know, get oh, yeah. sex gets messy. Yeah, I have perfume next to my bed stand, and even during the middle of sex, I'm like, hold on, I need to spritz. Do you masturbate? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't even watch porn. I, I, I tell people I live it. You know, and it's funny because my my best friend, who's also um, a woman such as myself, notice I'm not using that label. Yeah, but um, <laughs> she actually is over in Norway, and because of the lockdown, you know, she's being very safe. She said, "I actually, she got a vibrator for the first time, so I've got to hear her talk about it." And she's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" and 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 you know, she's like, "You should get one." And you know, I mean, I'm I'm not against it. Like I said, I feel like I'm constantly like coming into my womanhood. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that I feel like I'm advanced, but there are other things that you know I am definitely open to learning and you know, getting better and getting more powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen to 2021 being about that. The vibrator, yeah. right? The vibrator. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. Sorry. I know. <laughs> 2021 2021 the year of the vibrator <laughs> you know vibrator sales have gone up since covid oh because hell you can't yeah. really meet people <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. we like actually played a game to see how many affiliates we could get of different vibrator companies and we've tested them all we've had over the, so many vibrators in my sex chest vibrator <laughs> <laughs> and Bush is like our, Bush is favorite, our favorite brand. Mm-hmm. You yeah. gotta, we gotta get you to try. So Bush has yeah. this thing called it's called the Empress, and it's a clitoral sucker. So instead of uh-huh. a vibration, it like sucks you. Yeah. Oh my god! We're gonna That's get great. you a vibrator, girl. <laughs> I'd love to put me on the the display. <laughs> you know, yes. if, if it made me a woman, it can make you a woman. <laughs> And their whole mission of Bush is uh, about self-love, self-pleasure, and it's uh, definitely sex-positive feminism. I love their brand. And I do think when you get to the point that you can pleasure yourself, you have a lot higher standards. Yeah, I think if I found that, who knows? Maybe I'll never go back to men. I don't know. No, I'm sure I will. Do you ever have... Is it always men or do you have an interest in women ever? Um... I I love femininity and I appreciate women and but I just have never um been like sexually turned on. Does that mm. make sense? Like I it just, you know, it doesn't do anything for me, you know? But I I I yeah, I mean I mean I don't know. Mean, if this I wouldn't is, try it. I don't know if this is too yeah. so I don't know if this is too personal, but when you were before you transitioned Did I ever? Did you ever? Nope. I, you never did. I was the I was the little boy that would walk into a room and you were like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like had Care Bears and my little ponies. <laughs> People <laughs> used to think I was, I mean, I was like hyper feminine. Got it. So, um, yeah. So no. Well, that's cool. I respect that. You always, you're, you're a woman who knows what she wants. 
<laughs> yeah, but I love like the idea of like doing like a performance, a burlesque performance because it's so erotic. Yeah, you know, taking like the I love that, but does it like get me? No, I honestly love like my favorite sexual like. I don't know. It just try. I just love like to be. I don't know what I can say on here. Can I use the word? You can say everything. I I love to be fucked. I mean, it is hot as hell to me. It's oh, like you know God. to have like a beautiful man on top of me, or I'm on top of him, and see his penis going me. It drives me insane. You know, yeah. it's like I love it. It's just like yeah, yeah. You and me have something in common. I like to get fucked too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I just got turned on. Maybe I am into women the way... Because we like ladies. <laughs> I know the way you just said that, I was like, well, <laughs> I never say never. We're constantly well, evolving. You know? Replacing strap-on dildos are one of my best friends. <laughs> oh my God. You're so... We, we, throw, we, throw, we throw play parties. Maybe we'll have to invite you to one. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll bring it. I love it. All right. Um, well, seriously, Cassandra, thank you so much for just your unwavering stand for women everywhere in the world, first of all. I love women. Women yeah. are survivors. They're, 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 I mean, just everything. Women are the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. Yeah, we are. We're the fucking best. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for your, your outtake and for taking time, your own, time out of your night to just be with us and to really answer all the questions um, that yeah. we asked and for really just being so open. It's made such a difference for me and having me um, really just be with any conversation in terms of like being a woman. Like I feel like tonight our conversation was just about what it is to be a woman and not about mm. being transgender. And that's what I love no. about you so much. Like you're just, Thank you. and your willingness to be open and answer any question. I think I know, I don't think I know there's somebody listening right now that this is going to make a huge difference for, and that your openness is going to save somebody. I just know that. Cassandra, with that, how, how, yeah. what's the best way for everyone who's fallen in love with you as much as we have? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how do okay. people, how do people follow you? Because trust me, guys, you want to follow her. Her Instagram is hot, hot, hot. How do people follow you? How do people get in touch with you? What's your website? What's your Insta? Sure. Uh, my Instagram is CassandraCast21. So, um, and that's pretty much where you can follow me. You know, everything's on there. I always show my life and, you know, who knows what I'm going to do. It's a photo shoot. I'm in a bikini. I'm speaking in front of a church. But uh, one thing about me is I'm authentic. What you see is what you get. Yes, 100%. Cassandra, thank you so much for for being here with us tonight. This was incredible. Thank you for being in this conversation. And everybody go and follow her. Her Instagram is wildly entertaining. I'm obsessed with your stories. It's so great. (laughs) And you're um, amazing. And with that, Clitorati, we are going to see you next Tuesday. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.